My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Addicted to the Climb. I am your host, Kelly Tyen, and if you're new today, I want to welcome you with a big virtual hug. And if you are a regular climber, you mean the world to me. And I just can't thank you enough for tuning in and giving me your support. I would love, if you love my show, for you to take one minute out of your day and write me a review or post a pic of my show and just tag me. The more people I can get the message out to and inspire, the better. So I appreciate you again, because you guys know my mission is to educate you, inspire you, and motivate you to climb to new heights in your health, fitness, careers, relationship with, relationships with people, and with God. But speaking about climbing to new heights, my guest today has been on a mission of helping women over 40 find simple and sustainable ways to get healthy and fit. Anyone over 40? I'm raising my hand. (laughs) Let me introduce you to Kim Barnes Jefferson. She is the host of the Fat Girl Magic podcast and the creator of the Reps Formula. As I mentioned, she helps women over 40 break the healthy lifestyle rules to feel fit, confident, and comfortable in their bodies. I mean, who doesn't want all that, right, ladies? By the time her clients are done working with her, they realize that it's their strong habits that have led them to creating repeatable routines that have ultimately given them the results they have been seeking. I am so excited to chat with Kim today because me being a woman over 40, I know there's so many ups and downs as far as trying to stay healthy and fit, Mm. balance, and what do I do and what am I not supposed to do? So I can't wait to get your tips and welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you so much, Kelly. Like, I feel like our relationship has come like full circle. Right? I mean, guys, if you want to know our back history, I met Kim in 2012 when I started competing. And she was with me through the whole couple of years of me being on and off the stage. So she has been right there. And, until, and we haven't spoken, really. I We see yeah. social. Thank God for social. I know. We cross each other's paths and we're in each other's circles somewhat still, but this is so nice to connect and share our businesses and talk about climbing higher because, you know, that's eight years ago. You're still climbing, girlfriend. I know. I I feel like time sometimes stands still, but sometimes it like goes by like lightning speed. Exactly. It's so true. That was a perfect analogy. It does. It feels like it's, it feels like it has stood still because I feel like I saw you yesterday. Right. And and it's funny because it's like, you know, you're, you're one of the people that like, I reached out to you. I haven't physically talked to you. I don't know, probably like four or five years, but like, I know that like we would pick up our conversation. I would be like, Hey, how are the kids? How's Tony? And it would just be like, it was yesterday. Exactly. And I love that so much. So this is super exciting. And I want to dive in because I have questions and I'm all, I know all the women over 40 are like, okay, I'm ready. So first of all, I love everything you're doing to help women. You are definitely one of my soul sisters, for sure. 
but I want you to tell us a little bit about your, your story. Like what brought you into fitness? Were you always into fitness? Give us a little background to how you got to where you are today. So, um, my husband turned 40 and I'm younger than my husband and my husband's family does not have good health history. And I was like, this guy cannot die on me. We just got married. So I said, hey, why don't we give each other a personal trainer for Christmas? And it was more about him than me. And he's like, yeah, that's a good idea for Christmas. So we go meet with a personal trainer and he's like, okay, so Kim, you got about 30 pounds to lose. Philip, you have about 50 pounds to lose. I was like, oh, I'm here for support. <laughs> <laughs> and basically every Saturday morning at 6 a.m., we met with this trainer for 12 weeks. And I asked this man five million questions. If he would have like thrown me in a locker and just like kept me there, I, I asked him everything under the sun and like shout out to Mikey D. Like he changed the course of my life. Like I just was like so fascinated with what my body could do when I put my mind to it. Before that, I was a dabbler. Like, you know, I would go to the gym and then I would get busy and then I would eat and then I would get back to the gym. And eventually I, you know, the Red Sox won the World Series. And Mike said, you know what? Why don't you do a fitness show? And I was like, I'm not a girly girl. I'm not going to wear the clear heels. That's not for me. But the Red Sox won the World Series. And I was like, okay, anything's possible. So that's when I really like dove into like headfirst fitness, competing. I became a personal trainer. I just was like, I just wanted to just be able to say like, if I could do it, you could do it. I love that. Oh my God. That is me. A hundred percent. You wanted to tell the world, I'm sure. Right. Yes. I'm a girl. I'm not a girly girl. I got on stage and I'm doing all this stuff. And not that you have to be a girly girl, first of all, but I know if you can do it, they can do it. And that is a true example. And I love that. So, so continue, you kept evolving from there and. Yeah, I kept evolving. And then eventually, you know, I met you through, I became a coach um, for a uh, competition prep company. And, you know, through that, I mean, I, I, I don't know, dieted thousands of women to get ready for a show. And as I was doing it, you know, I have clients who are fitness professionals. I have clients who were ex Cirque du Soleil um, uh, dancers. I have had clients who were ex, you know, elite level gymnasts and they all had one thing in common. They all had a struggle, you know, and, it, and even when I was, you know, personal training in the gym, they, my, my 40 year old mom had a struggle and it was like really taking a step back and looking at my clients and being like, okay, because when you tell me your goal, it's my goal. Like I take it on. Like I just, I take it on. I'm like, all right, if I can't get you to where you want to be, like I fail. And I always feel like I need you. I want, I want you to have the same emotion that I had when I hit my goal. Like, I want you to be like, holy crap. I, I did this. Right. Cause like so many of us find so many ways to beat the crap out of ourselves. We don't find enough ways to cheer for ourselves. Exactly. That's, that's the hardest part is being your own cheerleader. Right. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And so when I work with my clients, you know, yeah, I think it's a competition that taught me this is because, you know, you, you were backstage, Kelly, not everyone's going to win a trophy. 
there's hundreds of girls backstage and especially as a coach you know all of their stories like I know that like oh you competed while your you know your kid had you know an illness or your mom was sick or whatever and I knew all of that and you get on stage and you know you don't place and I'm like and you're just like you you want to tell the judges the story you know like what she overcome to, to get on that stage and for many people, like you, you don't tell the story. It's like you're on stage for 30 seconds. And it's like, you don't have what the judges want. Like you're overlooked where I wanted my, my girls, when they got to stage, I wanted it to be about something other than that damn trophy. I wanted it to be like, you went back to your hotel room or you were driving home from the show and you said to yourself, okay, what were the three things I accomplished outside of the trophy? Now, if you had some hardware in the back seat, seat rock on with your bad self. But think about like what was it like did you commit to yourself you know did you like set a goal and you finally hit a goal you know or did you go and you had fun with your friends like what was something outside of that stage that helped you to like that you saw that you saw you hit that goal well I love how you talk about uh, I, I read somewhere and I think most women can relate to this and I love how you broke down you named three different women in the way you describe women, there's Comfort Connie, Mojo, and Perfect Pam. So you're talking about all these different goals, like what everyone goes through, but there are a few different types of women. I want you to talk about where did you come up with this, first of all, and let's talk about these types of women. Okay. So yeah, so, you know, 40-something is a broad category, right? There's a lot of 40-somethings. And there, as I've, you know, been coaching for you know, almost 15 years, I see a lot. And so I start to kind of start to stratify where people are. And so I call this woman Comfort Connie. And Comfort Connie is that person who just loves comfort food. It takes one thing to just knock her off her game. You know, it's her boss told her to work late, flat tire, kid sick. And she's just like, holy dirty word, Past the Kim Crawford and the Pretzel Crisp. And she's off her game. Sometimes she's off her game for a, a day. Sometimes she's like, I'll start again on Monday. And, and we all know that person, you know, that, and maybe you are that person. And this isn't me knocking you. This is me saying, okay, when I know that you're comfort conning, I know what I have to say to you to get you back in the game, get you off that damn couch, pull the Kim Crawford away from you. And then we have Perfect Pam. You know, my competition girls, they're all Perfect Pams. Everything has to be perfect you know it's kind of like those people who are like their towels have to like line up exactly and everything has to be just so and sometimes it's not and if one thing i was perfect cam if i couldn't get a two-hour workout might as well not work out like why why bother right so a lot of people it's like if i can't eat like or vacation if i can't eat clean on vacation bring out the party mm-hmm. right so it's like that's perfect pam so it's like i know have to know how to talk to her to be like okay pam Pull it back because not every day is going to be a perfect day. And then I have um, Mojo Mama, right? You didn't do anything before you had kids. You didn't have to work out. You had this tight little body. Or maybe you did have time to go to the gym. And then all of a sudden, kids come and they're on their own agenda. And so you're just like, crap, like how do I get back to me? Right. You know, you have those moms, two moms fall in two categories. Everything's about their kids. Like they're like, oh, I can't put my kid in daycare. Uh, No, that's just wrong. Like I can't just take time for me. That's just, I can't do that. 
And then I have the moms who are like, oh, I remember back in the day when I was able to do this. And I remember back in the day, and they still are, they're living in the past and they're not taking themselves forward to be like, okay, well, how do you get back to that? Even though you have children, you know, and a lot of moms, I'm like, you will need to be the example, right? You know, if you want your kids to be healthy, be fit, be the example. I mean, I know when I grew up, my mom didn't work out. <laughs> like my mom works out now. Right. But I, don't, I don't think my mom worked out till like maybe 50. Mm. It's true for most of us at our age. I mean, what yeah. really, you know, in the 80s, I kind of started, but most of us didn't grow up with work, you know, exercise around us and things. Yeah, like so. exactly. And so then I have what I call freedom Frankie. Oh, okay. So Freedom Frankie, she's that person. I've become Freedom Frankie. You've become Freedom Frankie. You've gone through maybe all of the, the different personalities I described. And you've now come to a place where you found your balance. You've come to a place where you're like, okay, if I can't work out 30 minutes, what are my non-negotiables? And so it's like, okay, all right, if I can get in 30 minutes, I'm ecstatic. Great. I'm going to do that. 30 minutes, three times a week. All right. I'm rocking it. All right. You know what? I don't need my my meat my meals to be a hundred percent spot on, but if I have a salad every day with some protein on it, I'm crushing it. And then it's like, you know what? Sleep. If I can sleep, or I can get water in, or you know, so it's like I try to t- teach my clients if we can start to pull apart the little pieces of health instead of trying to think about all the things. If you can pick little pieces of health, and so that I always say at the end of the day when I'm brushing my teeth, I always give myself a grace for the day. It's not pass fail. It's, you know, I think it was like in elementary school, you got a needs improvement or satisfactory. And so it was like, you want a satisfactory day. Like, I don't want a perfect day. I want a satisfactory day. And then uh, a needs improvement day. It's like, okay, well, you know what? Uh, my meeting ran a little long today, so I didn't get my workout in. And that's okay. So this is what I'm going to do instead. So it's like, I'm giving myself my own coaching and not giving myself the, oh, you suck. You didn't get your chance to get your workout in. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how do we stop beating our, the crap out of ourselves? Because right. you're never going to win that fight. Right. <laughs> it takes a lot of practice, um, mindset work, and patience with yourself and discipline. But I want to go back to, because I want you to give that comfort Connie might be listening right now. And you said that she's the one that goes right to comfort food. Or if she messes up, she's like, forget it. I'm just going to have comfort food and pasta and bread all weekend. And who knows how long it takes her to get back on track. Right. I want you to just give a, a tip or advice to her right now that's listening of some kind of step she can take to help break free from being comfort Connie. Right. So the big thing about all of these, and especially Comfort County, it's awareness. So it's really sitting down and saying, what is it that knocks you off your game? Right. So it might take you a couple of, t- couple of times to figure out and just literally just sit down and write out like, okay, my boss made me work late. So all of a sudden I'm, I'm, you know, I, I stopped and had a drink or my kids didn't get to bed on time, you know? So it's like, really ask yourself, what are the triggers? Because once I know the triggers and I say, okay, here are my five triggers. And it's like, okay, if my boss says I have to work late and I had, I already in my mind, I had, you know, spin class booked. I'm like, okay, instead of going to that spin class at 6.30 PM, 
I'm going to say, I'm going to go, I'm going to tell myself, I'm going to go to that spin class on Thursday morning versus Wednesday morning. And that way I'm, I know that I'm not messing my week up and I'm just going to focus on the next thing I can do. Or, you know, it's like, okay, well, I didn't go to, I didn't get to go to that spin class today, or my kids just were a hot mess and I couldn't do all the things I wanted to do. All right. What's one simple thing I could do? All right. So maybe instead of reaching for the bottle, maybe I have a glass of wine and I make it a wine spritzer. So I have less alcohol, but mm. I'm, I'm still getting, I'm still having a little bit of something. Or maybe it's like, you know what, instead of me always reaching for something that I'm going to numb, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to journal and I'm just going to journal out how I feel about this entire situation. Or maybe it's a walk, right? So it's kind of like when I work with clients, I'm like, here are your triggers. Now let's start to brainstorm. What are some other things? behaviors we can do instead of eating, instead of drinking, instead of the behaviors that you're going to beat yourself up over, how do we start to like recognize them and then kind of choose another path? And you know what I'm hearing is you, I'm hearing you say that we need to be adaptable to change. And when you're over 40, we're busy. We're most Yes, and married and have a partner and we have a lot going on we're in our career I mean we're in it now now over 40 the things are going to change every single day mm. I'm from school they're sick or well not right now in the pandemic but you have this go on and this go on and I think women put so much pressure on themselves especially over 40 because they feel first of all and I'm going to be completely honest a lot of my clients over 40 feel they're already too old to stop and they don't oh I'm already looking like this I mean what what's the use anyways or you know I'm too tired this and that but I think if you are adaptable to change within your days and Mm. not set all tied up and into a complete schedule like that type A, like I have to, like you said, the spin class is scheduled after work. Listen, if your boss asks you to stay late, just adapt a little bit and do something good, like you said, Kim, to do something positive to yourself at the end of the day when you get home. Don't pour the glass of wine if that's going to make you even more guilty the next morning. You miss spin, you had wine, then you had some chocolate. That can be a snowball that you don't want to have in your hands the next morning, right? Exactly, exactly. Now that you said all that, it really, really... um you know, awareness, you said, being aware and triggers you. Those are really good key points. So ladies, you have to be aware of those triggers. What's going to trigger you? Once you are aware of those, that's where you can say, you know what? I'm going to take charge. It's my life. It's my decision. And I'm not going to let that bring me down. Whatever it is that triggers you, walk away. Right, Kim? Exactly. And, and, you know, I know people can think of a few things off the top of the head that trigger you. And it's like, um, I recently did a, a show about radical responsibility. It's like, life doesn't happen to us. We are, we respond to things that happen. So we have to start taking responsibility. And yeah, I get it. As a 40 something, there's, we have a lot of life, right? And we have a lot of moving parts, but it's okay for you to sit back and say, what do I need? Because we're so uh, immersed in what do the kids need? What do my aging parents need? What do my, what does my spouse need? Maybe like you have a needy job, like whatever it is. Take the five minutes to be like, what is, what is Kimmy? 
Like, how do, how do I support myself? Exactly. I think that's the missing part right there. For 80, I'm going to go high on this, 80% of my clients, honestly. Yeah. So taking that, take, taking the quiet time and really asking yourself, I tell my clients, you have to sit quietly. You're not going to get, when you're too busy, the days turn into weeks and months and then you wait. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm still here in the same place until you take charge and make a decision. I'm going to sit quietly and really figure out, do I really need to be skinny? Most of the time that answer is no. I mean, we don't need to be skinny. That's not what you want to, how much more healthy can I get? Am I walking up the stairs winded? What are the things that right now? Right? So I think over 40, we can get in the best shape of our life at any age, first of all. Absolutely. It's a, that just depends on how hard you want to work and how much time you want to put in. <laughs> right. And I always say, to, you know, of course, everyone like wakes up on Monday and they're like, this is the week. And then by Wednesday, something knocks them off their sails and they like, you know, say F it. And then we're going to start again on Monday where I would say, you know what? It's not Amazon Prime. <laughs> You know, I, I trust me, I'm an Amazon Prime junkie, but like, I want to say to people, it's the small steps, right? I always say, what small win can you have by Friday? So if the small win is, um, you didn't scroll in your phone at night before you went to bed, can that be a small win for you? Great. That's Amazon Prime, right? It showed up by the end of the week. Can you say, you know what, this week I'm going to get 10,000 steps every time I, I, every day. That's a small win, right? And those little steps are going to add up. You know, think about us, you know, I, we live in New England. So a snowstorm, a snowstorm doesn't come down 30 inches in a minute. It might seem like that sometimes, but it's like inch by inch by inch by inch. And so these little small healthy habits, they start to get you to, to prove to yourself, I can do it. Like, oh, wow, look at me. I got 10,000 steps. Huh. Maybe I could get 12,000 steps. And so you just start to play these little games. And it's like, well, I'm already walking. Maybe it's time for me to get to the gym. Or maybe it's time for me to order some weights and, you know, watch a YouTube video, whatever. But it's like, instead of thinking like, I got to go for the goal, right? Screw the Olympics. Although I love the Olympics, but like, we're not all Olympic athletes. Think about your small win. It's like when your kids started walking, where you like, get up, son. And you're going to run around the block. You're like, you wanted, you're happy if they cleared the living room. (laughs) Yes. I mean, guys, I want you to know too, I am not where I am today. Just what Kim's talking about from waking up one night and being in shape. I mean, this is months and months in the making and me putting the time in and being consistent. And the word consistent is Mm. the key word in any kind of goal you're setting for yourself when you're not consistent things will not happen so you need no, to it, and that's the biggest thing that i always challenge my clients on is the consistency it's you know i have this what i call my thick girl magic formula and it's like you need great habits that builds great routines and those routines give you the consistency and the consistency give you the results and so when people are like what are you talking about like coffee right when you make coffee, do you even think about coffee or you just grab the cup and you start doing your thing? I, I'm like, do you put the, co- the cream before the sugar or the sugar before the cream? You don't know. You just do it. So that's what I want you to get to when it comes to health. Like you just don't think about it. You're like on Mondays, it's spin class and on Tuesday, I'm going to do this. And on Wednesday, it's this. It's just who you are. 
and yeah. you'll eventually get there. Like it's not going to happen overnight. There's, there's a handful of people that you can throw into the deep end with a rock, but most people, it's like baby steps. I don't know if you, I, I love these shows, like those, um, those like weight loss shows where like the like guru comes in and literally like cleans out their cupboards and the family's crying. Like no one wants that, right? Like I, I, when I tell people like, okay, like what's one thing you can live without? Like, let's just pick one. You're trying to, what's your trigger food? Get rid of that. You're right. Versus go in your house and clean out your cupboards. Because like, if you do that, like you feel deprived. And next thing you know, you're at 7-Eleven with your underwear on your head eating Susie Cubes. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Well, I want to know what this reality diet is. So you have to tell us about that. Okay. So again, like I, I like, I think it's on there. <laughs> I can geek out like, big time. So it started as, and I'm also sarcastic. So it really started as a sarcastic comment to one of my clients who was just like, I'm so sick of giving up. I'm like, dude, we're going on a reality diet right now. Like I'm bringing you into reality. So the first thing was like, how do you set realistic goals? Right. Everyone wants to choose hard. Oh, I'm going to run five miles a day. And then I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do that. And I'm like, girl, you don't even run. So what makes you think you're going to wake up and what run five miles? So whatever you're choosing, ask yourself for this time in my life, is it realistic, right? Am I, am I a runner? So why would I choose to run? Like, unless I'm being chased. So ask yourself, whatever I'm deciding you want to do, is it realistic? And it's a yes or no answer. If it's yes, we move on. Are you excited about it? Right? Are you excited about what you're about to embark on? You know, Kelly, when you were doing a fitness competition, you're like, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. But like some people, they're like, well, I don't know. That's a, that's not, that's a, sounds like a lot of work. So if you feel that way, then it's not for you. You're not excited. Then the next piece is you have to have a plan, right? Like so many people think that just like fit people just wake up and like, we're like, oh, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do this. No, I have to have a plan. I literally go to the gym and on my phone, I know what my workout is. I know exactly when I step in the door, what's going to happen in that day. But it's like, I need to have a plan in my life. So if you have kids, maybe you only have 20 minutes. Great. We're making a workout that's 20 minutes. But it's like, how are you going to fit health into your life as it is? Because if you have to do gymnastics, you ain't doing it for long. Exactly. And then, and then the, the last piece, like I had, a, I had this woman who would, my class was at 530 in, in the Prudential Center in Boston. She would have to leave Newton at four to come to my class. And I'm like, how long are you going to be able to do that? And I'm like, I teach on Saturdays. Like, like I'm exhausted for you. Like, and she would get so mad if she, like there'd be traffic in the tunnel and she couldn't get to class. And I was like, that's not part of an active plan for you. Like you need to like, just come to my class on Saturday and just give up on Monday nights. And then the last piece is sustainable. If you go through everything, if everything seems amazing, can you sustain it for three months, six months, three years, right? If you could say like, you know, I see these programs, oh, oh, 45 days. And it's like, literally like, you know, eat glass for 45 days. And after that, you're going to be, you know, strong like bull. Well, like what's happened on day 46? You know, because I've seen so many broken people when they do these 30 day things and they're like, day 31, they like look around and they're broken or fitness competitors who their coach leaves them after the show. They're like, hey, good luck. 
And they're like, I don't know what to do. So it's like, I really want people to think about sustainability because it's the sustainability. It's the routines that you get into that or what, what's going to give you your ultimate results. I can't even say enough that that word is everything because that's the problem is women, if you're listening right now and you're on some crash diet for 10 days, exactly what you said, Kim, what are you going to do on day 11? If you can't sustain this way of eating, then it's not going to be a lifelong thing. You can't, you're going to go back to where you were in the beginning. If, it, if you're, these little diets, yes, you're going to lose 10 pounds. You probably will. You can do a detox, mm-hmm. but, but when it comes to healthy living and being happy and healthy in your body over 40, especially, you have to do something that you can sustain. So that was a great point. I love that. I can't stress that enough to my clients because anything that's not sustainable is going to take you back to where you started. Right. And then you're going to be pissed off. Um, I'm sure people listening have watched the TV show Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where Charlotte is talking about finding Mr. Right. And she's like, I've been dating since I've been 15. When is he coming? And I know you feel that way about diet. And the reason why you feel that way about diet is because we've dated the wrong diet. Like we've dated the wrong guy. And I know this is like a, a family show. So you've been dating a holes diet, right? And, and so because you've dated a holes, you started to eat like an a hole. And that's not sustainable. Like, trust me, I was the queen of the yo-yo. I could gain and lose 30 pounds with the best of them. And then at one point, my body gave me the finger and I had to take a giant step back and say, how can I stop this? How can I stop like, you know, being on plan and then like losing my stuff? Mm, I can relate completely. I used to go on and off and binge and not and stop and oh my god, the list goes on and on. And my followers that really know me know my story. But I, I was, I was a. Uh, I'll start Monday. I'll have my weekend. Oh yes, over and over and over. I think it takes the person to finally say, "I've had enough." I, mm-hmm. you know, you have to really want to physically, mentally, emotionally make the changes all together. You know, you need to really be 100% ready. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all mindset. Like I, so many people, and you hit on this where people talk about time. You know, I had a client, I always be like, all right, you know, what's your goal, Sally? Tell me what your goal is so we can like start to figure out a a plan and program for you. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I'm like, well, you're busy doing what? Like you, you keep going to the gym, keep complaining about you're not getting results. But it's like many of us, like you said, don't take the time to get quiet. And trust me, I was like a hustle. Like I was like a hustle for life kind of girl. And I was for, I worked with a coach and she forced me to, to journal for five minutes. She's like, Kim, sit down for five minutes. Even if you sit down and say, I can't believe she's making me do this. Sit down for five minutes. And I legit put the timer on my phone and I sat down. And it just made me be quiet and not be all like running all around. And now I live for journaling. I it it just helps me to organize the cuckoo that's all up in my head. But it also helped me to organize what I just all the stuff I told you. Like now I'm a I think I'm a better coach because I was like, 
what do my clients need? And I asked myself that question. And I was like, well, if you're a comfort con, you need this. If you're a perfect Pam, you need this. And it was able for me to help like clarify. And, you know, I've, I've made a quiz and people are like, they will be like, yeah, that's so me. That's totally me. And they, I think people need to know who they are and then say, okay, how do I move? How do I navigate with my natural tendencies? Like, I'm not trying to fix anybody, but it's like, how do you use, like, I'm a type A, so I need a plan. I'm like, all right, I need a goal. I need to go. But Comfort Connie, she don't need that. She's like, I'm going to mess up. How do I not mess up? Like, mm-hmm. that's what that's what goes through her head. Mm-hmm. And so I need to like be like, all right, so when you do stumble, it's not the end of the world. Like, you didn't fall off the cliff. Like, right. you, just, you just tripped over your shoes. Now just get up. Well, I like that you said you started when your coach told you about the journaling, the five minutes a day, because that's leading me into my next question to you is I want you to just touch upon the power of habits and build habits because you starting with the five minutes and never have journals before. Now you just said it so clearly. It's your ha- you do it every day. You love it. It's just part of life. And the, I think the power of habits is everything, but we have to start somewhere breaking the old habits so we can form the new habits but let's talk about that for a minute yeah so yeah i'm a i'm a huge i'm a habit junkie because i've seen how just that like like i just said that five minutes like now i'm i i do journal at minimum five minutes but it turns into like sometimes 20 minutes 30 minutes depending on how much cuckoo i have going on up in my head but i had to I always challenge my clients, like whatever habit you're trying to bring, don't try to do 500, pick one and put it near something you automatically do. I automatically drink coffee in the morning. So me grabbing my journal and having a cup of coffee, it, that was just like, it helped me to get into the groove and helped me to trigger myself to remember, oh, make sure you journal while you're drinking this coffee. And, you know, I, now one of my things I'm trying to do is drink more water. So I I created a trigger for that. So it's like in the morning, I put a bottle of water in my bathroom. After I brush my teeth, I start drinking my water while I'm getting dressed. So I'm drinking water while I'm I'm getting dressed. So then I have a cup of coffee and then I can't have another cup of coffee until I have another glass of water. So I'm like finding things in my day that will automatically always happen. But now I'm inserting, do this, do this, because all habits need a trigger. Good or bad, always need a trigger. So it's like, how do I take something I already do and turn it into that trigger to cue me to do the habit? But it's a, I only do small things, right? I'm not trying to say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym for three hours. No, like if you're not someone who goes to the gym, okay, maybe it starts with a walk around the block. Maybe it starts with walking two blocks and just starting to say, like, where am I right now? Like, again, going back to what's realistic for you right now. You know, are you excited about it? Because, like, if you told me, hey, Kim, we're going to run five miles, I would tell you to to go have sex with yourself. Like, that's just not going to (laughs) happen. You kill me. Oh, I love you. I love how I'm hearing that you're very gentle on yourself and your clients and you you want them to be gentle on themselves too because listen we can't be someone else we can't scroll on instagram and do what she's doing because that's not us we need to do what works what you said we need to do what works for us and if in the water bottle near coffee that's what you do in the morning that's that's going to work for you. So you have to find those things. And I love all the tips that you're giving us. You're, you're giving us so many tips and thoughts 
that we can take action on today to start making positive changes. But it all comes down to being kind to yourself and saying, who am I? What are my needs? And, and taking those steps and not trying to do what other women are doing or your neighbor that's running five miles outside and you're watching her in the window. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's like you competed. And so, like, it was that, like, mindset was always with me. Like, I remember I would be so dead dog tired. There'd be a snowstorm out and I'd be like, some other woman with kids got up at four to go to the gym. So you need to get up right now, Kim. And I was always so resentful. And I was like, I go, why do I have to like, and I'm the funny thing. If you ever meet me in person, I am the most non-competitive person in the entire planet. Actually, no, I am. <laughs> yeah, except for to myself. Yes. So I have to be better than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it was always that like striving to be better, addicted to the climb mm-hmm. and always trying to be better. And it burnt me out. Like it just always trying to be better, burnt me out. So I just had to sit on the side of the road. And, you know, like I said, the coach that made me journal, she was a mindset coach. And she's like, Kim, she goes, why do you always have to be the best? And I was like, why don't you? Like, I was like, that was so offensive to me. <laughs> she could have told me something else. It was so offensive to me. And I, then she made me like break it down. Like, what does success mean? Like, because no one's going to give you a merit badge for being the busiest, the hustle. It's like, that's not happening for you. Or being the best mom who bakes, who bakes every damn brownie for the bake sale. Sometimes you got to go to the grocery store and be like, yeah, I did get these at Jaws. <laughs> and it's okay. Absolutely. It is okay. Oh, I just love everything we're talking about. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I know. So many good things, so many tidbits that that I hope you guys are taking notes. But I want to ask you a few fun questions before we head into wrap up. A few quick five questions that I love hearing from different, you know, women. First thing you do in the morning. Um, I work out. Oh, what's your favorite workout? I am, you know, I, I'm, I've always been big into kettlebells, but because of lockdown, kettlebells have become my bestie. Awesome. I love it. What is the last thing you do at night before bed? Um, it depends on how tired I am, but I, I, my goal is to meditate at least 15 minutes and then to read at least 10 pages in a book. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Oh man, it depends on the, I am a bit, I'm a, I'm a huge reader. So it depends on the genre. Like I like it, business books, like chiclet books, scare the shit out of yourself books. <laughs> you like all books. Yeah. I, I'm the type that read, I have four books going at once. Yes. <laughs> I don't know most people read one book at a time because that is not me. I, I literally have four books right now that I'm reading and I love every one of them. So what about um, your favorite ab exercise? Come on to all the ladies over 40. You broke up. Oh, that's all right. Technical difficulties. What is your favorite ab exercise? You know, that's a tough one. I... I'm a big fan of any type of like plank movement. Oh, good one. Yes. You don't have to do a million crunches. Oh, I'm not going to get on my soapbox about crunches. Honestly, it's so true. I love that you said that. Great answer. And let's do one more. 
what is your favorite clean meal? Oh man. Um, I, I have one every day. I always try to mix up what I put inside of it, but I have a big ass salad every single day. And it has, you know, always has grilled chicken on it because it's just easy. But I always try to mix up whatever, you know, fresh produce that I can find and just toss in about five. My goal is five vegetables or less. Great. What kind of dressing do you use? Um, so before Corona, I used to make my own dressing. After Corona, my husband's home, so I have to buy it because he... I literally, how I make dressing, I just pour like the olive oil on my salad. I'll like squirt mustard and I'll squirt like balsamic vinegar on it and mix it up. He was so grossed out by that. He was like, that is just so disgusting. I was like, why would I put it in a separate bowl? And I could just mix it in with my salad. So he was so grossed out by it. I just have to buy it, not buy it in the, in the bottle. I think that's the competitor in you because I'm not grossed out by that at all. <laughs> right, you're like, it's salad dressing, right? Yep. Good <laughs> mustard. We put mustard on everything. Our eggs, our toast. <laughs> we couldn't have toast, but <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I love, I love your answers. That's great. Well, I want to end with my last question that I ask everyone, and of course, the show is called "Addicted to Climb." So, Kim, what are you climbing towards next? Right now, I'm climbing towards. Um, my podcast, like I really, it took me five years to get my act together on it. And my climb is really, I just want to bring sanity, right? And I feel like my podcast helps just bring some sanity to the diet world, right? There's always talk about more, better, faster. And I just want to be like, you know what? The slow boat is lovely, right? I can take a look and I can see the scenery and I know it's sustainable and I know that I'm not going to be that crazy person carrying around carrots and a jug of water. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's always, I would say, amen to that. that. Right? That's where we all want to be. We want to be cruising on that pontoon boat, right? right? And not be the crazy speedboat anymore. I hear you, girlfriend. I love it. Well, I'm so excited. So one more time, what is the name of your podcast? It's called Fit Girl Magic. Perfect. I love it. And Kim, where can people find you if they want to reach out with questions or just talk to you? You can find me um, at my website, Kim Barnes Jefferson, all one word. Um, you can find me at uh, K Jefferson Coach on Instagram or Kim Barnes Jefferson on Facebook. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you being here and taking the time today. That was an amazing conversation. Like I said to all of you, I hope you took some notes. Go back and listen. This is real talk, you guys. We're both over 40. We're not perfect. We're all just, you know, it's about progress, not perfection, and just being that 1% better today than we were yesterday. That's all you can do. Don't put the pressure on. Be kind to yourself. So thanks for sharing all that fabulous stuff you gave us today. And whether you're a comfort pony, a mojo, Mary, or a perfect Pam, we love you. And you're good. You're going to be okay. You're going to get those goals reached as long as you are consistent and you put in that work. So thanks again, Kim, for coming. And... I hope you have a fabulous week. Don't forget, guys, to please write me a review if you love this episode. And if you feel even more motivated, you can screenshot this 
exact episode today and tag us both. We would appreciate it more than you even know. So until next week, guys, keep on climbing. If you love this episode, make sure you guys tag me. And because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.